are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jay Helms, founder of this podcast and movement known as the W-2 Capitalist. Today's episode, I am joined by Amy Majuri. Amy got her start as a part-time investor while still working a full-time job at Dell, which I want to dive in. We used to, I used to be a big Dell partner. Uh, okay. She went on a quest for knowledge and focused on surrounding herself with some of the most dynamic and dedicated entrepreneurs, mentors, peers, employees, and investors. As a result of her immediate success and failures, Amy began coaching and mentoring real estate investors all over the country on the networking strategies, systems, and tools she implemented in order to raise over $16 million in private money, which I'm a little bit jealous of. Um, <laughs> since 2013, Amy has helped thousands of real estate investors, new and experienced, raise millions of dollars for their business, which is what we're here to talk about today. So Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Excited to be here today. So I got to know, what, what, did, what did you do at Dell? I worked in, man, all aspects of procurement, logistics, and operations management, whatever that means. But I ended my 14-year career there uh, in procurement, which was pretty cool. I was managing the Dell Intel relationship on the services side. So I spent a lot of time in Europe, and I got to negotiate contracts and pricing, which was fun. Yeah. So you you are a, a fellow geek somewhat like I am, right? Yeah, somewhat, but it's crazy. I actually know nothing about technology. I work at this <laughs> computer company and I'm like, I don't even start to ask me anything about the products and services that we used to sell. <laughs> That's funny. I'm more of just the people person, right? I, the networker. That's how I got to where I am today. I just it naturally was something I enjoyed doing. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually you said, all right, enough with this. I'm tired of working for Mr. Dell. I'm going to go do my yeah. own thing in real estate. Yeah, basically. I mean, my background's very traditional. I was raised to grow up, get good grades, go to school, then get a job to work, work, work in this stable, secure environment until you retire. <laughs> and then actually what happened was I, I never really knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. And then when I was 34-ish at Dell, um, almost 14 years in, I was like, what am I doing? And I was obsessed with HGTV and I wanted to flip houses, but it was more of just, Oh, I'll just flip a couple of homes on the side until I actually thought my dream job was to work in Oregon for Nike. And so I, uh, I knew nothing about flipping houses. I knew nothing about real estate. So I invested heavily in coaching and mentorship. And then it's, it's so crazy when I, share my story. I tell people on accident while working a full-time job at Dell with a goal of only renovating one to three properties on accident, I bought, renovated and sold 10 in my first year. (laughs) No, it's like 2014. Okay. Okay. So I, I bought, I, I did my first purchase in like December, 2013, but you know, and I say on accident because that's the power of coaching and mentorship. I, I would just pick up the phone and call up my coach and say, okay, now what? Now what? Now what? I did my homework. Now what? And I just did what she told me to do. She's now one of my best friends. And then it worked. And it's so crazy because 
I have an MBA. And after 14 years at Dell with an MBA, I told you earlier, I'm very transparent. I was only making $87,000. My first year flipping houses part-time, including a $70,000 loss, I took on a condo, I net 120. And I was like, this is insane. Why aren't I doing this full time? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So I got to ask you, so you, you, um, you're, you're mainly flipping. Do you, do you do any buy and hold whatsoever? Actually, thank you for asking. I started out primarily flipping and wholesaling. Um, and now between me and my husband, it's actually a pretty good match because we met in real estate and he focuses on the commercial side of everything that we do, which is buying, um, into commercial syndications, basically. Okay. And then I focus on the residential side. So since my daughter, as I mentioned earlier, is now nine months old, 2020 is the first year that I did not buy any fix and flips. But actually, uh, once COVID hit, I started putting an offer. So I'm looking for properties right now to fix and flip. All I did was change my strategy. And um, yeah, we buy passive income. We've got mobile homes, single family homes. Um, and then I actually started coaching in 2014 and then speaking in 2016. And so I do, we, we both do a little bit of everything in real estate, which is fun. Yeah. That's it's one. It's the one industry where you can diversify just within that industry. Right. Which is, yeah, there's so much you can do and it's, you know, and that's why we were talking earlier about raising private money. It's like, once you're able to make that mindset shift and realize the value behind leveraging up other people's money, the opportunity is endless. You can raise money, for transactional funding, to wholesale a deal, to buy passive income, go raise money at 6% off of someone's HELOC and invest it in a commercial syndication. It's like, that's how I was able to do 10 properties in one year while still working a, part, a full-time job. That's awesome. You know, so so it, your background though, you said you had an MBA. How much did your MBA actually help you with the real estate <laughs> side? It didn't. Did it? Because so <laughs> I have an MBA not. too, and and it doesn't really help me at all. <laughs> it doesn't. I come from a Middle Eastern background, and one of the top priorities in our culture and family is education. I am one of two people in my family, no three, who only has an MBA. So getting the MBA was more only. Just Wait a minute, time out. Only, only has an MBA. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I know, it's weird. Um, <laughs> so that was more like a personal goal slash I had to do it. But it's funny because my husband and I talk about, I know my daughter's only nine months old, but you know, are we going to send her? Are we going to make her go to college? And we we don't believe that in this country you need a college degree in order to be successful. Yeah. And no means am I undervaluing a four-year degree. Um, but we do agree that we're going to encourage her to go to school, to go to college, because it was the social aspect, the experience mm-hmm. of, you know, just, just go party, it, go party, have That's- fun <laughs> and make responsible mistakes and understand how to manage multiple relationships, you know? So yeah, I, it's fun, but I don't believe you need it in no, this country in order to be successful. 100% agree. And uh, absolutely. Absolutely. You, you mentioned, you kind of went into this, um, the power of coaching and mentoring, right? So what was it about, did you have more than one coach? Did you have more than one mentor to kind of help guide you this? And how did you decide on, how did you approach them about being your coach and mentor? If, you know, there, there's a lot of, 
Um, I don't do any coaching and mentoring. I host masterminds, right? Sure. But I, there's a lot of people out there who are naysayers about, well, the only people who are getting, uh, what is it about the only people who are making money in real estate are the people who are coaching about it or something like that. And you I was know, like, no, that's not, that's not true. That's so It's not weird. true. And I know you don't believe that. And even just hearing you say that, I have to continue to remind myself to chill out and not get upset because I am a product of the system behind my coaches and mentors. And still till this day, I've been in real estate since I started trying to study it in 2012. But um, for the last eight years, I have had dozens of mentors um, in real estate. I've had mentors personally. I've gone to therapy, which in my generation is frowned upon. Oh my God, you go to a therapist and you've got problems or you're <laughs> depressed. No, it's proactive, continuous development. So how did I select them? I, I am not the type of person who is going to go sit down and read a book for two years to try to figure mm. it out. I'm not going to go do a bunch of research on Google. I believe in the concept of working smarter and not harder. Yes, I want the most streamlined, fast track to success. So I went out there and I researched all the different coaches and I basically interviewed them. They interviewed me, but I interviewed them and it was a big investment. It was not cheap, um, but that's how I decided. I went with big names out there who have proven track records who actually still work in the business and practice what they preach. And how did you decide on who to interview? So that I did, I did word of mouth. Um, I started talking to people who current or who were back in the day, you know, flipping houses. And then I did, I did a Google search and I just started to study some of the top real estate, um, educational Mm. mentors out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and so one of the things that uh, there was an interesting post, um, by Jennifer Beatles, I don't know if you know who Jennifer is with addicted to ROIs, her group on Facebook. But one of the things she posted earlier or earlier this week was how much money she spent on education and mentor coaching and all that good stuff. And I was just, do you know how much you've spent? Yeah. And I actually, I just spent another $12,000. So, so far, so, and everyone spent a different amount. I was going to say so far, not that much, close to a hundred thousand. Um, but you say not that much uh, people know, listening may be like, thinking, Holy crap, yeah. I don't make that much money in a year, but you're talking over a span of over six years, six years. Yeah. Um, but you know, what's crazy is I remember in the beginning, one of my mentors telling me, and again, this is all different perspective. A hundred thousand dollars is not a lot of money. Again, I was at Dell for 14 years making 87,000. Yes. A hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. You guys. However, all that said, once you get out there and you understand how to make money in real estate specifically, because that's, that's all I know, it's easy. You're going to start making $100,000 on one flip. Guess what? You're going to lose $100,000. I've lost a handful of $100,000 in real estate. I've made a bunch. I've lost it all. Um, I have rebuilt. So that's why the diversity diversifying real estate is cool. But yeah, once you make that mindset shift, it's it just depends on the lens that you're wearing. You know, yeah. is it a lot of money or not? So if I yeah. look at what I've made, no, it's not. Um, but it was, you know, six years ago. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and when you're starting out, right, you're, you're looking for a coach or mentor, you, you're making, let's just say you're making the 87,000 at, at Dell. Sure. What, what was the big number that scared you? So, man, I just don't know if I can invest in this coach because it's whatever that number is, right? It's, it's that much percentage yeah. of your net worth or your salary. Yeah. Or so the, my number, the very first investment I made, which I had never invested in coaching before was $25,000. But here's what's kind of, I'll, I'll say weird, or I think I'm abnormal. Here's what's different about me is I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I, I do not overthink things. I don't save money for a rainy day. Mm. I literally take things one day at a time. Now, yes, I save and I invest and I've got retirement and passive income through properties. But when I decided to invest at $25,000, I didn't have that sitting in the bank. I was living in downtown Austin. I was single. I was going out. you know. And so I put on a credit card. Now, wow. here's what's crazy is I put it on a credit card and I will make a very long story short. This kind of ties into my why. <laughs> but um. I, and I went in on it, you know, with this guy I was dating at the time. And then two months in, we broke up. And so <laughs> I freaked out. So even though in 2012, I captured an interest in real estate, well, two months in, I was like, this element of fear came mm. over me. And for one full year, I did nothing. So I actually let that money sit on a credit card. I had to do a balance transfer to a 0% credit card for several months. And finally, what happened was, and I can finally share the story without getting emotional. Well, my uncle, who was like a father, passed away Mm -hmm. prematurely in October 2013. And I remember I have a huge, crazy family. We were all sitting in the hospital. And I was like, Amy, what are you doing? Like, that could be you. You know, life is too short. So I Mm -hmm. suddenly realized my why is not to make a bunch of money. My why is time. Time is everything. You never know what tomorrow has in store for us. So that made me go back. I reached out to my coaches who's coaching calls had expired because I wasted a year doing nothing. And I said, Hey, let me just give this another shot. And they gave me my calls back. And then I've never looked back ever since. So yeah, I mean, $25,000 was a lot of money back then. Yeah. It's, and that's a lot of money today, right? I mean, it's for for most people that is a significant amount of money. For me, it would be, I, I just can't, I can't fathom spending that. I know I need to, Right, I need somebody to kick me in the butt and say, "Hey, just go do it." But the, there's yeah. one one thing that, and this is where why I asked you the original question is, "How did you decide on which one?" Is because there are so many. And I'm using air quotes for people who are listening, gurus out there that charge yeah. you this twenty five thousand, and you get nothing. There's just such a bad name and bad rep out there. Um, I don't know which ones to believe, and you can do as much as much research as I've done you get to the point where you're going to see both sides, right? And Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I am still, I have a naive and gullible side. You can sell me on anything. Um, my husband always gives me a hard time about it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I read testimonials. There are always going to be positive and negative reviews about people. Um, it's, what is your gut telling you? Do your research and decide, is that a risk you're willing to take? So even when I made the investment, I said, even in the back of my mind, I said, this is a risk I'm willing to take. I think I believe in, you know, these guys, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. If it doesn't work, then I'm out 25 grand. Mm. But deep down, I, I don't, I just didn't have that feeling that that's what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, 
you, so you know, trust you your talk. gut, you went with it. And I yeah. imagine there are, there are those scenarios where people, they read, they feel like if they just submit the 25 grand, then they're going to sit back and then just, they're going to be showered with constant, you know, but you've got to be able to take action, right? You've got to be willing to take action. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny because I never thought I would be the coach saying, oh, I turn people away all the time. Like this course that you and I were talking about earlier, it's not expensive. It's a thousand dollars. And no, it's, it's not a good fit for everyone. Because if you think I'm going to go raise money for you, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to provide you with the system, the tools and the platforms. I'm going to teach you exactly how I did it, but all you have to do is implement. So if you're not coachable and you think you're going to just sit there and I'm going to give you the money, then it's, it's not a good fit. But if you can take action and You've invested in a coach or a mentor who's providing you with their proven system. To me, now it's a no-brainer, you know. Yeah. So, but it's that's a hard. It is. I understand a hard mindset shift to make. It's almost. I think it's like your first deal, right? Everybody has that mental block or, or whatnot. Get that first deal done, and it's just after that, the next one just comes easier and easier and easier. I think the same thing with coaching, right? I think that's where I'm at with the whole coaching aspect. Is that I know I need a coach, just like I knew I needed to get that first deal done. Um, I want it to be a good uh, uh, experience for me because I know I want to come back and keep doing it, keep doing it. And I've looked at some, and I just you you know, it's almost like that first deal is like, man, does do the numbers make sense? The numbers make yeah. sense. Yeah. And I mean, look, that's the hardest part. In my opinion, the hardest part in what we do in real estate is finding the deal. Once you find mm-hmm. the deal, everything else is easy. How is it easy? That's a whole nother conversation. But I remember in November, I was speaking at an event and um, the gentleman hosting the event had just shared with us that he had just invested $100,000 into a one-year coaching program. And this was just this past November. And I remember when he shared the number, I was like a hundred grand in one program. Like I've only invested a hundred grand over the last six years, but maybe two, three weeks ago, I actually was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'm going to reach out to Travis and figure out what coaching program he invested in. Cause I want to learn more about it. You know? So it just, the biggest reason, as you know, that people don't take action and not just in this country is fear. It's mm-hmm. it's scary. You know, why not stay at your safe, secure W-2 job that you're used to? You've got your friends and you've got a supportive family and as opposed to taking a risk. But I'm telling you, once you make that risk, as long as it's a calculated risk, you're never going to look back. I, I yeah. don't even remember my days at Dell. It, it was like nine lives ago. <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago, right? <laughs> no. I So I ended up actually... A year into real estate, um, I ended up resigning. And no, actually, it was a year and a half. Um, but it was six months in that I was ready to quit. Yeah. The only reason I didn't is I'm stubborn. I wanted a severance package. <laughs> so I dragged it out for a year. I did not get the severance package. And then finally, a friend of mine who's an executive there called and was like, Amy, they're about to put you on a performance improvement plan. You need to quit your job. So I said, fine. <laughs> so that's what I did. Uh, how was it, though, when you, when you, uh, when you left? It, was, was it one of those just nerve-wracking things? Or, or were, you just kinda, were you just there going through the motions waiting for yeah. the big severance package? That, I mean, you're wanting that. Or, or how, did that, how did that feel, right? Because I just went oh through the gosh. same thing, right? Did you? Okay. It's <laughs> Well, it was, I was basically forced. I was a layoff from, from COVID-19. Uh, okay. I'm making it to where I, I'm not going to go back, but um, sure. I, I just, you know, my wife and I, we've been on this uh, 
we're on year four of this seven-year journey to actually have the option to say, okay, we can go do whatever we want to. This is kind of just an expedited timeline since we're laid off and it has allowed us to kind of sit back and think and look at other, other stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um, I can't thank the people enough who made that decision for me because I was not willing to make it on my own or at least not, I was wanting to be more comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, back to what you were saying, but how was it for you? You know, it felt, it sounds like you had the option. You just kind of stuck around. Yeah, you know, you sharing your own personal story just gave me goosebumps because there are a lot of decisions I've made as well, personally, professionally, because my coaches made me do it. And I've been scared and I didn't want to do it. But the fact that you see the silver lining and you're optimistic, you know, and I think a lot of people who are listening have a growth mindset and they, it's just, it's hard to make those decisions, but if you look at everything that's happened since COVID, that's forced so many people to come up with a plan B and create new business ideas or look at the silver lining. And it was very daunting that last year at Dell. Like I literally did the bare minimum not to get fired and I got a 1% raise, which is weird. Um, look, I love Dell. They were very good to me, but no, the minute I decided all right, I'm resigning. It's like this huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders because I was also scared to quit because I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to be solely dependent on myself. And now I really have to make real estate work and I'm not going to have this money coming in. But the minute I quit, I never thought about that again because this is all you have and you just make it work. He's focused, get laser focused, right? Exactly. It's, it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people, surround yourself with the people who bring you up. Um, it's, you can go, I'm a part, I'm currently a part of four different accountability groups. So come up with an accountability group, do weekly check-ins. I mean, you know, you'll figure it out, but I don't regret it at all. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I don't know many people who do. I don't know that I've ever heard of anybody that, and maybe it's just because they don't want to admit it. Right. But I've never, I don't know that I've ever, maybe it's because I'm surrounding, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people uh, is definitely something I preach and teach. And something we talked about in your intro is that that is what is going to take you to the next level. And maybe it's because I'm around the right people who see this as an opportunity, you know, and the guys in my mastermind and gals in my mastermind, when I told them, Hey, this is what's happened. um, And here's what I'm going to do about it. They're like, you know, they were super excited. And, and now, you know, change gears, talk about family earlier. My parents are still wondering, hey, has your company called you back? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think they're going to. I don't know if they're watching YouTube, if they're seeing the stuff that I'm posting on LinkedIn, uh, they're not going to. <laughs> so Yeah, and that's so funny because I think we we're the same age. And it's like, you know, it was really hard for my parents. They were scared for me and my future when I told them what I was doing. My dad, I, I talked about this in my book. My my dad actually did not even acknowledge that I was doing real estate for two years. Um, and maybe that's because, you know, there are guys in my family, cousins and my brother who have pursued entrepreneurship and they weren't successful. So for him to see mm. his daughter now doing it, like they were scared. And so that makes sense. But yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. I, I, I shared the story too. I lost two of my best girlfriends when I went on this quest for knowledge in real estate. And that was really hard. I tried, I still actually tried to bring that friendship back. Mm-hmm. And I finally come to accept that 
friends come and go for a reason. They're seasonal, cyclical, and, um, you know, value it. And at the same time, I've made other amazing friendships. It's My husband and I tell each other all the time, the world we live in is not normal. Like we live in this bubble of other successful entrepreneurs and we get so accustomed to our lifestyle. Like it's not normal to take four international vacations in one year. It's not normal to have a place, you know, and it's not, it's weird. It's like we, we just left our house a block from the ocean in La Jolla, California. And now we're in our high rise condo in downtown Chicago. It's like, these things aren't normal. And, Every day we remind ourselves that we're very blessed and privileged and fortunate. We worked really hard at it, but that never would have happened had it not been for my coaches and accountability groups. Yeah. And, you know, making those tough decisions about not being surrounded by those people who didn't support you, right? Or just had some sort of disbelief in what you were doing, right? Yeah. Imagine those friendships that you've had with your, um, uh, your, your girlfriends that you mentioned, you know, you still try to revive those and whatnot. It's, it's gotta be difficult. It's gotta re- really be difficult yeah. to, to have that and think about it. Right. It is. Um, but I've come to accept that things happen for a reason. And yeah. when they were a part of my life, we had a great time and you know, they'll still say till this day, we just grew apart. And I don't think so. I think I pushed them away. Um, cause I was so passionate about what I was doing. I was trying to force it on them. I was like, you guys, this is so amazing. Look at the results. And yeah. they don't, you have to be ready. You know, I, that's why it's like, I'm done trying to convince people to do real estate or to hire yeah. a coach or to take my course. Like you want to do it great. I will support you. If not, I'm not going to, I'm done wasting my breath trying to force people to do stuff. I imagine you find a better clientele that way too. Yeah. And it's more fun because you get to work with the people who really want to work with you. Yeah. And it's like, I will give you as much time as you want. I will talk to you for hours if you genuinely are ready and you want to learn. I, I don't care. I'm here for you. Yeah. Earlier you said something about changing your strategy or at least changing your strategy this year. What did, what did you mean by that? So when the last house I sold, so when I started flipping houses, I, I primarily focused on a uh, one bed, one bath condos in downtown Chicago it was my mm. first year. I was like, it's, you know, less risk because you don't have to deal with any exterior work and mm. I could build my team and raise more money. Well, then towards the end of that year, I started focusing on middle income homes. And then I was like, you know what? I've got a good team in place now. I've got the money coming in. I'm going to go focus on the high end luxury market. And so at the, when I sold my last property in 2019, and I got you know pregnant and everything, and then COVID hit. I was like, uh, it's probably a little too risky now to go back to focusing on homes in downtown Chicago with an after repair value of one point two to one point four million. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not going to stop flipping houses. It's who I am. It's what I do. It's what I love, and I love my team. And all I did was change my strategy. So instead of buying homes that are north of a million dollars, now. I've moved from the north side of Chicago to the south side of Chicago, and I'm focusing on homes that have a after repair value of 250000 And that way, if for whatever reason it doesn't sell, which if you follow the data and you make your decisions based on comps, it should sell. But if they don't, I'll just turn it into a rental you know, and cover my expenses. So that's what I mean by changing your strategy. It doesn't mean love, you have to quit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being flexible, being fluid, listening and watching and paying attention to what the market's doing. That all, um, I'm sure, was a coaching tip along the way, right, from uh, one of your mentors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also don't do 10 homes at once when you have all these other things going on. So now I'm just doing... I'm going to just do a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, isn't it funny how um, much slower things happen when you have kids? <laughs> it is. And it's like, I never understood when people say time flies and, you know, they grow so fast and take action now on the things you want to do because before you know it, yeah, you're not going to be able to do them. So, yeah, I... I think time, so here's my, I hear that saying a lot too. And my rebuttal to that is time always flies. Kids just put it in perspective for us. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's a J original, by the way. <laughs> there's not many, there's not many comments I can say that about that can be repeated, but yeah, time, I mean, time flies. It, it just, kids just put it in perspective for us. Cause when, that, yeah, when do we ever really think like about nine months at a time? Right. I mean, nine yeah. months ago, you didn't have a baby. Nine months before that, you're probably just finding out that you were, you were pregnant or, or whatnot. So it's just amazing yeah. how you, know, you put those two together and it just. That's like, so wow. weird. Yeah. Two months ago, two years ago, was I thinking yeah. about having a kid? No. <laughs> two you're years so from now, right. you're like, yeah, anyway. Um, well, you're right. And on a positive note, so look, even though I've had a bunch of whatever success, and again, plenty, plenty, plenty of failures. Um, I'm still the world's biggest procrastinator. So <laughs> to, to your point, um, you know, having, I can't believe, I don't believe that by the way, <laughs> I'm such a procrastinator. It's, that's like probably the biggest thing my husband and I quote unquote fight about, or he okay. gets annoyed with. Like if I look at the things I've done, which are cool and amazing, yes, great. And I'm like, man, if I actually did not procrastinate, I wonder how many, what else I could have done. But now that we have a daughter, it's like, it's helping me take action because I want to, you know, build this foundation in the future and blah, 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 and do all these things by the time she gets to a certain age. So that's cool. I mean, that, that kind of helps. See, that's one of my weaknesses. I'm good at raising money. I'm terrible at, I waste a lot of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's almost, uh, it's hard to believe. Uh, actually. <laughs> All right. So I, I got a couple of questions. I know we're coming up on time. Uh, I want to talk to you about kind of what's next for you. But before we get into that, you know, we're in, we're in kind of wrap, I, I say wrapping up. I have no idea what, what's going on with COVID. You know, sure. I, I don't know who to believe, what to believe. I stopped watching mainstream media uh, about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, my me wife too. keeps me updated. So does uh, whatever's in my Facebook feed, which, you me know, too. For, so <laughs> I, I don't know what to believe, but, you know, the economy has definitely taken a hit uh, from that. And there's a lot of speculation on where we're headed. Um, curious on your thoughts on what, where we're headed with the economy and how, what do you think that's going to do to, um, how's that going to affect raising money? See, I don't think, I actually think, so thank you for the question. Yeah. <laughs> now more than ever is an amazing opportunity for us to get out there and raise even more money. Because if you look at what's happening to the stock market, what's happening to people's retirement accounts, I have a screenshot in March of it just going down, 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 down. Mm. Well, so what we do as investors, when we raise money, well, we offer other people anywhere from an eight to 12% rate of return. And that's secured by real estate. They're not getting that anywhere else. Now, 
is it still a risk? Sure. Are they making an investment? Yes. But the probability of them losing that is low because you're giving them a recorded mortgage. You're giving them a promissory note. We make our money when we buy. There's equity in the home the minute we close. So now it's easier now, believe it or not, to raise money than it was prior to COVID. It's just educating your audience, knowing where to find them, knowing what to say, showing them your deal analyzer, showing them your credibility pieces. It's it's lack of education. The reason why most people in this country are not private money lenders is because they don't understand it. So if yeah. we get out there and teach them, then there's no reason why they wouldn't invest. What do you what do you tell people who are hoarding cash right now and saying, look, I just don't know about the economic um outlook or, you know, who knows what's going on. I, I see that apartments are still collecting uh, some even better before than, than before due to COVID. My speculation is that's propped up by the stimulus checks and the stuff that's sure. going on right now, you know, and those are going to come up to expire um, at the end of July. Sure. And that's, I even personally, I've said, look, I'm not, re- I'm not, I'm making offers. I'm, I'm submitting LOIs at least one a week. Um, but they're super conservative based on that thought process. But for people who are of that mindset like me and kind of hoarding your cash until what I've labeled previously as, as a buying season, what do you tell those folks? So I, and I've answered this question dozens of times and I always respond with the question, if you're hoarding cash, where are you hoarding it? At the bank? Mm. What do you think the bank's doing with your money? They're investing it. So either liquidate and take all your money and leave it at home in a safe, which is not going to make any money for you. I have lenders too who are holding on cash and I get it. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're still investing. But again, it's got to make sense. A lot of my coaches and mentors, a lot of other investors all over the country made a bunch of money in 2008 when the economy crashed, right? So as long as you're following a formula and you buy your home, even in a recession below market value, yeah, we make our money when we buy, it's fine. So yeah, sure. It's normal to be scared, but it doesn't change anything for me right now. I had I had a guy. You this, twice. You said you make money when you buy. I completely one hundred percent agree with this. Sure. There's a, there's a guy who has a pretty big Facebook following. Uh, just following, and he disagreed with me the other day when I when I said that, and I'm like, I mean, I want to ask how, you who it is, but I don't want to ask you who it is. I was like, how the hell do you? With anyway, it was just like, dude, that's that doesn't uh, even make sense to me. No. Like we make our money when we buy, we realize our profits when we sell, right? So if we paid above market value, we're not more than likely we're not going to profit on that property. So yes, right. we make our money when we buy by 70, 80 cents on the dollar. The minute you close on the property, you've built instant equity into the deal. I love how you just put that. You make your money when you buy, you realize your profits when you sell. Thank you. I'm typing that up. <laughs> Thank you. So that is not an Amy Majuri original. That came it is today. Mentors. That's fine. <laughs> Who did it come from? One of my mentors. I got you. <laughs> uh, so what's next for you, Amy? You've got this course coming up. We want to talk about that. Uh, you've got a couple of spots left uh, yeah. with that. So so let's let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So now... You know, a couple of years ago, once I found out I was getting pregnant, as much as I love traveling the country, hopping on a stage, you know, preaching real estate and teaching everyone A through Z how to set up a real estate business the right way, I decided I don't want to do that. I don't want to travel anymore, but I love real estate and I love coaching others. 
And so I picked one niche. And so my one niche is I'm still going to be coaching. I still coach investors all over the country, but it's simply how to raise private money for their real estate deals. Um, and again, that can be for wholesaling, for transactional funding, for fix and flips, buying rental properties, investing in commercial syndications. And it's an online course. It's $1,000. It's a six-week coaching program. Um, I give my students every single script, system, tool, um, credibility piece that I use in my own business to raise over $16 million. And um, the next class goes live July 10th. I've got two slots open. Um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's different than a lot of courses out there because it's live with me. I don't give you a bunch of pre-recorded videos and um, you, it's like a hands-on workshop. So my students actually start, they start building relationships and raising money during our six-week coaching program before they even know who their private money lender is or where their next deal is coming from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Six. So a six week course for, for just a thousand bucks. That's uh, that's very affordable. Thank you. I think so too. A lot of people are like, that's it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it, I want to make it affordable for the people who really want to learn. And I believe there's a huge value in understanding how to raise private money in our industry. And again, once you know how to do that, the opportunities are endless. Yes, absolutely. One, so one last question, Amy, if, if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about the course, uh, what is the best way to, uh, to get in touch with you? So they can go to my website, which is amymajori.com, or if they want to learn more specifically just about the course, um, raisingcapitalforyourbusiness.com, or reach out to me on Instagram and LinkedIn. Everything is under Amy Majori. I don't outsource any of my social media to, you know, admins or virtual assistants. I respond to everything. So shoot me a message, reach out to me on raisingcapitalforyourbusiness.com or amymajuri.com and I'll be sure to answer all your questions. Awesome. Amy, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, I am sorry for the last few minutes. I was typing notes. Oh, it's okay. I was typing notes and then I hit a button and it went back before I uh, uh, saved it. So all my notes from today's episode are gone. (laughs) Oh no! Are you? You can't uh, undo so, it. I can't. I just figured out how to do because it's it's uh, in the cloud where I was typing this. Anyway, I get to. Well, the good thing is I get to go back and listen to all this amazing content That's again. True, so. right. <laughs> well, no, this so, is really cool. I really yeah. appreciate you, you know, presenting me with this opportunity to share my story and chat with you and your audience and. Um, anytime. I mean, you want to chat new real estate strategies, not just raising private money. I'm always here for you as a resource. And Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. Um, I feel like you and I are on similar paths. You're just a little bit further down the road than I am. So um, yeah, I, I want to pick your brain about yeah, for sure. uh, coaches. You know, one of the things, and and I'll ask you this offline, but I'm going to ask sure. you the question. And then if, if people listening want to know uh, how that conversation went, just, just send me an email or okay. reach out to me. But so don't answer on, this is going to be a teaser, right? I guess, okay. it, it, but this is more personal for me is, you know, let's, let's turn back the clock 2012, right? And you've, you've spent a hundred thousand dollars in coaching, uh, in mentor and mentorships or whatnot. If you had to do it over all, all over again, and you had to pick one to start with, who's the one that you would start with. Right. And that's, that's 
that's what I personally want to know the answer to, and we'll, well, you can answer it offline. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm ready to answer that question. Are you? Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Amy. Well, uh, I'm going to uh, hit the stop recording button <laughs> so we can talk about okay. that. But uh, I really do appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge yeah, with us today. Thank you. Of course. Appreciate it.